Welcome home. I'm so glad you decided to join us today for Church at Home, and I would love to extend a special welcome to anyone new to the family. My hope is that this next 30 minutes will provide you with hope and good news, so prepare your heart to receive it. Set down the things that beep, chirp, or buzz at you, and take a deep breath and release the stress and craziness you have been holding in. Gather friends or family around you, or contact someone over the phone and watch with them. And just let the words, music, and prayers encourage and strengthen your soul as we have church at home together. Today we are going to be talking about how God promises to draw the hearts of his people closer to himself. And if you have any questions, want to get involved, or let us know that you are here, just text Hello Core to 474747 and we will get in touch with you. And if this is helpful to you, please consider clicking the like and subscribe buttons and ring the bell for notifications. We are a church that seeks to transform lives with the resurrected power of Jesus, and there are a lot of great things happening, but we'll come back to them at the end. Right now, let's gather together for a time of praise and worship. Stop. 
nothing can stop it. You are the God of the promise. Every word will be accomplished. Nothing can stop it. You are the God of the promise. Nothing can stop it. You are the God of the promise. Hello, welcome to Church at Home. My name is Anna and I'm one of the church leaders here at Church at Home. Church at Home is a desire of our family to provide a safe, welcoming place for you to have a church experience, even when you can't go to a physical church building. I'm excited you're here, if this is your first time or if you come regularly. We continue with the words Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the most important commandment. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Many Christian services have a time for reciting a creed. A creed is a compilation of the beliefs of a group. As Christians, one of our creeds is called the Apostles' Creed. Please join me in saying this statement of belief. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Again, thank you for joining us, especially if this is your first time. Shoot us a text to 474747 with the words Hello Core to let us know you're here. When you do that, a form will come to you with a place for you to ask questions. If there are any words you don't understand, any questions about the ideas you hear, please write them and send them to us. We would love to find time to talk more deeply about what you hear. Today we'll be talking about how Jesus is all in to deliver us. This is a promise God makes. Listen with me. Well, welcome back to the house for Church at Home. So glad to have you here. And we're in this new series. We've been here for a couple of weeks in the middle of Lent talking about um, how everything in Jesus is a yes and amen. And this week we're talking about um, how we see Jesus being all in. Um, that, that he delivers us from sin, from death, that, that that's what his whole purpose is for us. But we're going to go back to the Old Testament to get there first. Right, right. We're going to go back to the ever-popular Ten Commandments. Okay. Uh, and like you said, our topic today is that we are all in because our Jesus is all in. Yeah. And he does deliver us from sin and death. And we're going to look at Exodus 20, where the Ten Commandments are written out for mm -hmm. Israel, for us. And we're going to see a covenant that God has made with Israel to bless them if they obey the covenants, or if they obey the commandments. Uh, unfortunately, they did not do this. They were unsuccessful, and so they were cursed. But in God's mercy, He made a new covenant. Uh, it was not based on obedience to the law, but it was based on uh, faith in Christ, which yeah. is good news. 
because he did the obedience that Israel could not do and that we could not do. And the way that God made that happen was that Jesus had to be all in so that we were reconciled with God. And today we're going to really focus on uh, the first commandment, even though we're going to read the second commandment as well, because they really get at the root of sin. Uh, when we replace God with something else, then that leads to everything else, yeah. to all the other sins. So we're going to look at redemption that is found in Christ. And we're going to also look at the root of sin. But we're going to, so root and redemption, the root of sin and the redemption that is found in Christ. But I want to start off first with a, a brief illustration. Yeah. There's a, a funny YouTube video that I like. Uh, it is a a mom is in her car and she's recording her five-year-old son and you can tell that she has been crying based on what he says and he just starts saying mom I've got you you know I've got you mom I will protect you I will take care of you and it's this little boy saying I've got what it takes to take care of you and you know it's the sweetest little thing but what she does is she says but son, I, I'm the mom. I've got you. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to learn today is that Christ, I mean, God, because of Christ, God ultimately has me no matter how much I think I have myself yeah. or I have everything else. But I want to start off with a question for everyone. How would it impact you if you really believed that God has adopted you, that he loves you, and that he will never forsake you, and that he'll do that unconditionally. Whether mm-hmm. you fail, whether you sin, whether you do things right, whether you um, get up, you're on the wrong side of the bed, and you, uh, you know, yell at your kids and say to yourself, "Oh, what have I done?" That God will uh, gives us a way to God through Christ. So that's the question. How would you, what would you how would it impact you if you really believe that God has adopted you and that he loves you and he will never leave you and he'll do that unconditionally. Hmm. So let's start off uh, reading if you could read if you don't mind reading uh, verses 1 through 6 please. You got it. And God spoke all these words saying, "I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery." You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heavens above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting iniquity on the fathers, on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me. Mm but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. That's good. So here we see the root of sin. We see uh, a command and a consequence. If you obey God, then you have his blessing, his love, his favor. If Israel disobeys God, they're considered that they hate him. He considers that as hating them. And he tells us that he is jealous And so because of that jealousy, it's a good kind of jealous, not a sinful jealous, because of that jealousy that uh, Israel will be cursed. And in fact, they were unable 
to obey the commands of God. And so they were cursed. Uh, Jeremiah 19 says, Because the people have forsaken me and have profaned this place by making offerings to other gods, I will make void the plans of Judah and Jerusalem. So that equals no more blessing. Wow. No more favor, no more his people. And, you know, this is the root of our disobedience. We think, no, no, really, I, I, can, affix, I can fix it. This will help me over here. Or uh, this is what I need for fulfillment right over here. And it's so immediate. You know, you can just, whatever it is, we can make other things our gods, whether it's something bad or whether it's something good. We can use anything to be... Uh, all in for us instead of who we really need, and that's Jesus. I love this Tim Keller quote about idols. This is in his book, Counterfeit Gods. An idol is anything more important to you than God, anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God, anything you seek to give you what only God can give, anything that is so central and essential to your life that should you lose it, your life would feel hardly worth living. And so we can just, you know, is it respect? Yeah. Is it money? I mean, it can even be, you know, my desire to be a good parent. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be a good parent, but whenever my whole life revolves around that, what is it that, you know, I, I love that way he uses imagination. What is it that keeps circling in my head over and over yeah. that that is I've heard someone say that's in my head rent free yeah you know that is in my head and just doesn't stop you know these things um, are, are, are is what breaks us so what is our help mm-hmm. what is going to help us we need something more than we can do certainly not us you look at these commandments and yeah. you understand why they break them because mm-hmm. they're not they're not actually hard. They actually give a boundary and say, but you can be free on everything else. But humanity has this weird fixation on just rebellion when it mm. comes to rules. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't, you tell me, you know, you can, you can eat of all the trees, but you can't eat of that one. There's a lot of trees here. <laughs> yeah, but not that one. Oh, I got to have that one, right? Oh my goodness. Um, you, you can, don't have any other gods, but this one God, who's the only true God? Mm-hmm. Well, but I like you know other gods. Yeah, and yeah. they never they never satisfy. Mm-mm. No, I mean the Apostle Paul in Romans seven, you know, I I I try to get it right over and over, but I just constantly fail. Yeah, thanks be to God yeah. <laughs> that there's no condemnation. Yep, that's and that's right. where we're heading to now is no condemnation. So what is our help? Well, Jesus had to be all in. Now, what does that mean? Well, Romans, I mean, excuse me. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him, that's Jesus, sin, to be sin, who knew no sin, so that we might become righteous, the righteousness of God. So Jesus came, even though he didn't have any sin in him, and we who did have sin, he took all of that. Uh, Martin Luther called it the great exchange where uh, we give Christ all of our sin and we get all of his righteousness. And the interesting thing about that is that freedom 
leads to being and acting righteous. Yeah. It's like a twofold righteousness that we uh, get. So, you know, that is the promise that we can count on. Mm. Is that in Exodus 20, as we see the first two commandments, uh, that God calls us to not have any other gods. He also fulfills the promise that He will love those who obey Him. Yeah. And the one who obeyed Him was Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. He says, just have faith in Him. He is yours. Yeah. You are His. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. And so that, I'll go back to the question again uh, at the beginning. It's, it can be a tough question sometimes. How would it impact you if you really believe that God has adopted you, loves you, and will never leave you, and he does that unconditionally. Well, that is a big yes and amen. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Stephen. If this has touched your heart and you have questions about this promise-keeping God, this one who delivers us, please use the feedback form to reach out, and we will contact you to talk further. As Christians, we have a God who hears and forgives. We like to take time in our service to examine our hearts and confess to Him. I wonder, are there times when your heart has been restless this week? Times when you haven't gone to God, but to other people, things, or substances to meet your needs? Times you haven't trusted God's mighty power to meet your needs and to deliver you? Take a few moments to reflect on this week and confess those things to God. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Almighty God, creator of all, you marvelously made us in your image, but we have corrupted ourselves and damaged your likeness by rejecting your love and hurting our neighbors. We have done wrong and neglected to do right. We are sincerely sorry and heartily repent of our sins. Cleanse us and forgive us by the sacrifice of your son. Remake us and lead us by your spirit, the comforter. We ask this through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, whose steadfast love is as great as the heavens are high above the earth, remove our sins from us. As far as the east is from the west, strengthen our life in his kingdom and keep us upright to the last day. Through Jesus Christ, our merciful high priest. Amen. I want you to know that God loves you and meets you no matter how far away you might feel today. Listen to these welcoming words of Jesus to all who turn to him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. These words remind us of the truth that Jesus is our deliverer. He is the only one who can keep the promises that God makes for us. And as a result of this love and deliverance, we can then take care of each other. We say the peace of the Lord be always with you and also with you. As we say the word peace, We realize that the world is greatly lacking in peace right now. We hear of bad news everywhere. Our hearts are heavy until we remember that we have a God who promises to deliver us out of any situation or problem we face. 
We can turn to him with all our needs and concerns, and he both hears and answers our prayers. Join me in praying to this God. Father, we pray that you will lead the nations of the world in the ways of peace. Guide their leaders in wisdom and truth for the safety and good of all. Lord, the world feels unsafe and not good many times, right now especially in these days. And Lord, we pray for safety. We pray for our families. We pray for those we love, that you would keep them safe. And Lord, we pray that good would triumph, that there would be an awareness of the true and the good in our world, and that um, your light would come through each one of us. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Pour out on your whole church the spirit of unity and truth. May all who confess your holy name agree in the truth of your word, live in loving unity, and serve you with holy and righteous lives. Father, we do pray for the church. We pray for church members around the world, that they would desire to follow you, that there would be a great increase in people wanting to follow you, for your, that your name would go forth, that your good news of being a deliverer who loves us would go forth, and many of those who are lost, many of those who are in bondage, would gain freedom from you and through you. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, comfort and sustain everyone who in this fleeting life is in sorrow, need, sickness, or any other distress. Take a few moments to add the names of those you're praying for. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us pray as our Savior Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May the Holy Trinity make us strong in faith and love, defend us on every side, and guide us in truth and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us always. Amen. You stood before creation, eternity.
so much for joining us today. I mentioned earlier that we are a community that seeks to transform lives with the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. And as we close, I would like to share a way to connect into our family. If you are interested in connecting with us in this way or learning more, please text HelloCore to 474747 and we will connect with you. Our core groups are continuing to grow and reach many different people in different ways. These groups really try to dive deep together, and we would love to find the right group for you. Thank you so much for taking this time to join us, and we look forward to seeing you again next week.